this is Austin Michaels. I am in episode six, season eight. And this will be my last episode for a while. So this will be my last prophecy. Um, finish off the prophecies I have gone over to prove to you that Jesus, Jesus is certainly the Messiah. That your faith may rest in the facts of scriptures and a credible, detailed plan of God that showed us things ahead of time that were going to happen. I am going to um, not pay to continue to do Buzzsprout episodes, but I will pay to keep what I have on air. So you can always go and download, download these episodes for now. The reason why is the inner, my inner spirit is sensing the need to refill with the Spirit of God. Sometimes God has me seasons of doing outward activities like this or witnessing. Other times it's drawing back to inward feelings of the life, like prayer, Bible reading, and memorization of scriptures, and uh, prayers uh, directed towards God, asking God for many things I need in my life. And so that being said, I just say that to say this is why I've stopped doing it for a while. I can never be too careful to be addicted to uh, the things I do for the Lord because the Lord may have me stop activity not all spiritual activity of course but some forms of it um, but at the right time I do want to of course come back out and express myself and do outward activities the Lord usually fills our heart and spirits in times of aloneness and then we have to exercise that out when we need to outward the inner spiritual life which will enlarge our heart and, and make our faculties um, experience having to live out the Christian walk which strengthens us but then it creates a bigger need and a bigger heart to do more capacity for Lord so we need a bigger inner filling then at the right time God will have us outfill and so it's how God grows us many times. Um, and I say this before I get into prophecy too. Maybe that's something you just keep in the back of your head. Because all we need is an inner spiritual deep life of Christ. I believe that not many Christians in America understand a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ that we do need. Um, it's not just life of activity but it's a life of 
being united with Christ, being connected to the vine and bearing fruit, that does mean sometimes come drawing back from crowds. And other times it means the very opposite. But anyways, the prophecy we're doing today is in Zechariah chapter 11. And it is found in verse 12. And verse 13, it says in Zechariah 11, 12 and 13, Then I said to them, If it is agreeable to you, give me my wages, if not, refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the thirty pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. And I end there. Now that is a short prophecy that Zechariah would have played out, I believe. He would have taken 30 pieces of silver, weighed it out, and the Lord said that that, that is the 30 pieces of silver is what they estimated my cost at. The Lord is speaking. God's own cost would be 30 pieces of silver. Then Zechariah took the 30 pieces of silver, threw it in the house of the Lord, a temple. And it was thrown in the house of the Lord uh, for the potter. Alright? And that's a very interesting thing that the Lord said to do to Zechariah. But fast forward hundreds of years later, when Jesus Christ the Messiah comes, we find Judas betrayed Jesus Christ for 30 years pieces of silver in Matthew chapter 26 same exact price of silver and so it's when God said in the Old Testament that's what they price me for the Lord Jesus Christ is is was priced for 30 pieces of silver now that also proves he's God um, because God said they price me for that and Jesus Christ is God. And he was priced for 30 pieces of silver. Later, Judas Iscariot, the betrayer, went to the priest being overwhelmed with guilt. In Matthew chapter 27, throws the 30 pieces of silver in the temple and says, this is blood money, I don't want it. The Pharisees by the potter's field. They give the money to the potter for the potter's field. So that money in Zechariah that was for 30 pieces of silver that the Lord said was apparently what weighed out for him, his cost, was thrown in a temple and given to the potter. In the New Testament, Judas Iscariot betrays the Lord for 30 pieces of silver and is thrown into the temple and the Pharisees give it to the potter for his field. 
So that was an exact prophecy hundreds of years later fulfilled exactly, exactly to the T. Now that is another amazing prophecy. Now, and that's it. That's the only thing I want to tell you today about Zachariah's prophecy. You know, if I would go through other prophecies, like Isaiah says, there'll be a rich man's tomb, Jesus Jesus will be buried in. We never even went over that prophecy. Jesus was buried in a rich man's tomb. That's just another detail we never went over. Um, In Psalm 22, it says it pierced his hands and his feet. We didn't go over that one either. We didn't go over the prophecy in Daniel that told us the exact days it will be counted down to exact day from Darius issuing a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Or a decree by king to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. And then exactly uh, so much days will come by and the Messiah will be cut off that exact day from the decree to restore and build Jerusalem. Exact timing. Phenomenal. And that's separate from the exact date prophesied in the Old Testament exact in the Passover festival. We're told in the Old Testament again, Jesus' clothes would be torn and be, and his garment would not be torn, but would be um, part of his garments would be divided among the Romans, and they would wager for one of his garments. Well, that was filled exactly as predicted again. And so, if you go over. All the prophecies which I do not have time for, and those are adding up prophecy after prophecy. Um, and that does include all the prophecies I went over in the last couple weeks. Then you'll start to see that it is impossible for Jesus to have filled everything exactly the exact detail. Oh, the prophecies are surrounding Jesus because Jesus had no control over. I know we know he's God, but the average human doesn't believe he's God. So, how did Jesus fulfill exactly as the Old Testament said when he denied Jesus and didn't care to follow the Old Testament? And then, how did Exodus 17 show us the exact position Jesus was dying on the cross with? And that the cross would be the power of God that saves us. How did, in Genesis chapter 22, someone wrote ahead of time the exact mountain that Jesus would be crucified on, that the son would carry his wood up, that the father would slay the son as a substitution? How did they know the exact mountain? And there would be three days of death for a resurrection, in a manner of speaking, Genesis says that. How did Micah 5.2 know exactly the exact Bethlehem, the exact city Jesus was born in? It was a small city, so if I had to guess the city, I'd guess a big one, because most people are born in big cities. And that he would be from ages before being born. He would be God. How did Isaiah 53 say exactly that Jesus would be a penal substitutionary atonement. The Messiah would be the Messiah himself would be a penal substitutionary atonement type of sacrifice. 
clearly says that. How did Isaiah know that it's through the Messiah's name that everyone would be justified, just like Paul said? You know, how did X the Passover lamb know the exact day it would, the Messiah would die? How that the elders of Israel would deliver him over to death? How that the lamb would be the blood that was shed that saved them from the wrath of God? How that the lamb would have no broken bones? Um, and we, I could go on and on and on, and there are hundreds of, someone has 500 prophecies fulfilled, a book called 500 Prophecies Fulfilled by Ken Johnson. And I'm not even getting to all the prophecies, it'd take forever. And so, as a Christian, I am basically saying the amount of prophecies in the scriptures is to the point where you have to say at some point there's just too much evidence that everything was a coincidence if you're a non-christian uh, that would be true too of course as a christian it should strengthen your faith if god wanted you to have a faith to be killed for to be martyred for then he should provide the proofs so that you can be martyred for. I mean, if I wasn't sure my thing, everything Christianity said was true at all, and someone said, die for your belief, I would say, I, I don't know if it's true. I guess I won't die. But if God's asking us to be martyred for the faith, then we have to know that he provided us to make sure we could have a strong faith to do that. God is faithful and just to do that. And so I would urge those who listen, the point of this is that I gave you lots of good examples how to understand prophecy. It's not that hard. It's, it's really very literal most of the time. And even if it's symbolic, once you understand symbolism, it's, it's still literally fulfilled in symbolism. <laughs> it's, it's not as hard as people make out to be. Uh, there's so much more prophecies, but I urge you to study prophecy. Look up prophecies. Look up prophecies by people who are Bible-believing Christians. You can do much more research. Buy Ken Johnson's book. Ken Johnson. Just how it sounds. 500 Prophecies Revealed. That's what the book's called. That's a fantastic study. Study Justin and Martyr or Irenaeus. They have very good things on prophecy. Their early church fathers that Irenaeus talked to John the Apostle himself. Right? And they knew prophecy very well. Just Martyr knew prophecy very well. Um, and so, a Christian should be taught, every new Christian should be taught a, a handful of prophecies, a good amount, a fair, logical, clear, clearly explained prophecies so that her faith can be strong. And this is why God had me do this. And so that is all I have for now. My urge and my prayer is that you study out prophecy. Much more than I have given you. But this has helped to help you get started to know how to study out prophecy. To understand you will not understand all prophecies. The prophecies that, that fill the first coming. The prophecies that are going to be filled later on in the second coming. That are a little harder to understand. In fact some prophecies are very hard to understand. That I don't know yet. And I've studied for a long time. And there's scholars that don't understand it. There's some very hard prophecies that we're just not sure exactly what will happen.
But when they are fulfilled, we will know eventually. And so if you don't understand it, keep moving on to prophecies you can know and understand. Um, God is so wise that it takes thousands of years sometimes for history to even figure out <laughs> what God has foretold ahead of time in crypt cryptic prophecy sometimes to hide it from Satan, I believe. Satan was deceived. He didn't understand the cross after it happened. He fulfilled the very plan of God. He was deceived because he himself deceived people. And so he got what he deserved. His very own judgment and final death of his power came through his own deception of the crucified Messiah. Anyways, it's fantastic to study prophecy. The, the whole gospel was foretold of prophecy. I was amazed when I studied out prophecy. That the whole gospel, every single teaching of the gospel, sin, sacrifice, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ, penal substitution and atonement in the New Testament, justification by faith in Messiah, all that was actually fulfilled very clearly in the New Testament, shown to us in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, and fulfilled in the New Testament. A lot of the gospel was already prophesied about. It's amazing. And if you do start understanding how first coming prophecies are fulfilled, now you can study Revelation and understand that the same God will fulfill prophecies the same way in the Revelation. Perhaps a little harder to understand because it hasn't happened yet. The wisest of sages, the wisest of, of Jewish rabbis, very godly ones, could not figure out the first coming completely. Even with the Holy Spirit, he could not reveal to them yet because it was not his will the fullness of the gospel because it was so it was so uh clear yet easily de you know hidden but very clearly there once you look back you realize it it's a wisdom of god that he even got satan yet christians look at marvel how god planned all this from the beginning of time and so prophecy is the one of, I believe, the best proof that the scriptures are true. There are other proofs, miracles. People do miracles. So real true miracles. I don't know about everyone who does miracles or claims they do. That's not always real. But there are brothers and sisters, especially overseas, that have very much miracles done that I think are very legitimate just like Jesus did there are proofs of Jesus resurrection manuscript proofs that the manuscripts of scripture is very accurate there are many other proofs that can boost your faith and so my prayer is that God will lead you into all truth by the Holy Spirit that you bear much fruit in Jesus Christ that is the goal of every Christian whatever God has called you to and my calling is teaching. To teach you, to help you build up in the faith. That's just one of my jobs. You might have a different job. That's okay. It's God's called you something different than called me. He's captain, not me, not you. We just say yes sir and we do it. And no job is uh, more important than another job. Every single body part has to do its work. So thanks for listening to this prophecy. May God guide you, may God and he will guide you into all truth, all true seekers of God. Thank you for listening to this. May God bless you. May you have a uh, good day. Until next time.
sometime in the future. Soon. Maybe we can keep doing something else. Go back to Matthew. Or who knows. I said I keep going through the whole book of Matthew. I shouldn't lie. I should do that. But sometimes I say things that wasn't God's will. So either I lie and I sin. Or I don't do God's will and I sin. So either I have to say I lied. And I'm doing God's will now. And so I sin in line. But if you keep doing Matthew. If God doesn't want me to do Matthew. Then I'm sinning continually. Because I'm not doing his will. Doing something else. So maybe I can still do both. <laughs> I think probably both. But anyways. Next time. Whenever that will be. God bless you. This is Austin. Awesome.